planning on getting uh, Tegan baptized, and um, I, uh, my admonition uh, is uh, Tegan, this means that now you, you're seriously interested in getting the Holy Ghost. And uh, that's what it's all about, is getting uh, the Holy Ghost, being in uh, his presence. And we were talking this morning about pleasing God. And I know that we have individuals that, are, uh, that do um, a lot to uh, please others. And they have, and I put up a slide. I, I don't know, mine's not switching to, um, there it is. I guess, good. Um, uh, putting up uh, that, um, uh, that's where we stopped, but I wanted to go back, sorry. Uh, there, there it is, there we go, okay. There, right there, this, this one. Uh, pleasing others, having a sense of trying to figure out, and, and we don't want our kids to be caught up in that. And I, I read in Hebrews uh, where, uh, sorry, I, I went past it myself, in Hebrews where uh, it said that uh, in Paul's letter, and in fact, I would uh, encourage uh, Brother David, Sister Sheena, if you all want to uh, give a, a great lesson for your class to dig into and figure out is to just look at Hebrews 13 and how in that chapter, that chapter alone about how to please God in 25 verses or less. And there's a lot there. And I know you, you say, you know, the 15th verse says the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not for of such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And that aresteo, that Greek word is just uh, well pleased. And, and Paul, probably the author of Hebrews, only used it two other times in all of his writings. And that was in the 11th chapter, when it, in the faith chapter by faith Enoch, uh, that what walked was translated that he wouldn't see death because he had this testimony that he pleased God. And by without faith, it is impossible to Aristeo, to please God. And I would hope that all of us would have a desire to please God. I mean, I would tell you that if you, you know, um, if you don't have a desire to please God, I wonder what kind of relationship you have with God. I mean, because if, you know, being married, being a husband, being a father, being a grandfather, being in a family, I would hope that I have a desire to be pleasing to my family. I mean, I, I would hate to feel like I was an embarrassment or I was, they were displeased with my actions or the way I acted, the way I talked, walked, whatever the case would be. 
And you say, well, are, are you saying? No, because part of that is being in a relationship. It's just that, that I, I want to please them and, and I'm, I know they also in turn should want to please me. And you say, well, I don't care about them. I don't care what they think. Well, you're going to have a tough kind of relationship. I'm just going to tell you, whatever that relationship is. And so, you know, uh, if it's a job relationship, I'd, uh, I'd have to ask you, do you want to please the boss? Do you want to, you know, or do you say, I don't care. I don't care what the boss thinks. I don't care what the job thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'll do what I want to do. Probably not going to last a long time. I'm, I'm just saying, probably at some point you're going to part ways. And, and I, I would think that uh, when I read and hear, you know, that bosses, you know, want to uh, have special things for their employees and they're trying to build camaraderie, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you realize that, uh, of course, here was that desire to please to the point that even uh, it says without faith, it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him and how important faith is and that we increase our faith through hearing the word and, and you know, faith without works is dead. Then we talked about Romans and we talked about several verses there and we talked about, you know, uh, what worries me and the peace of God and then praise and worship and how Balak had uh, tried to feel like that he could uh, interfere with the children of God by hiring Balaam and how that God refused to allow the enemy. How, what a privilege that is to know that God is on our side and God is working for us and God is looking out for us even when they were sinning. And doing wrong, God refused to allow them to be, uh, you know, uh, somehow cursed. And so you see, well, what is the real importance? And this is where we are, the importance of pleasing him. I, I, I turn your attention to 1 Corinthians because uh, Paul wrote, and this is New Testament, Paul said it like this, 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. Moreover, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant how all our fathers were under the cloud, passed through the sea. Let me, let me what, what did that mean? They were under the cloud and passed through the sea. Anybody have any idea what they're talking about in that verse? This first part, cloud and sea. If you go back, those of you know, remember how that in the book of Exodus, that when they came out of Egypt, that this cloud appeared over them and the wind blew and this cloud rolled back the water. Now, how many have ever seen a miracle like that? Just stand and tell us about it. I'm not talking about what you saw in Hollywood on a movie about the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about how many have ever actually seen God show up in a cloud and then walk through as the water blew back. That's kind of a big deal, right? 
good to see Sister Beverly Spires here. Prayed for her earlier. Lord bless her. Good to have her here. And he then says, we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now, okay, now this will get a little easier. How many have ever been baptized? Okay, good. We're going to baptize another one tonight. Look at there. Ella got to raise her hand. Poor Tegan didn't. We're going to fix that tonight, all right? Okay. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? How many has God fed every day? Raise your hand. Amen. I got a few of you that have said, give us this day. Huh? The rest of y'all fed yourself, huh? Through Kroger and Giant Eagle, and you didn't bother to even thank God for it. Whoo, I hope not. Huh? I hope you said, give us this day our... I hope you can feel like God has fed me today. He's my source. It's not about who I am, but it's about who he is. And then he said, all did drink the same <coughs> spiritual drink. Now, let, let me explain what that is. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. How many have had a drink of the living water that flows from Christ? Woo! Oh, that's all of us. Yeah. Well, we fit that category. You say, well, I never saw the cloud and I didn't walk through the Red Sea. But guess what we did? We got baptized. We have spiritual bread. And then you know what he says? He says, but with many of them, What? But I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. I was buried in his name. And yet, what did that say? With many of them, God was not. I, I don't, I, I don't want to be in that verse. Why is it so important to please him? He said, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. They got overrun in the wilderness. And these are examples in the intent that we should not lust after evil things. What is your desire? What becomes most important to you? I... <laughs> I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in that. He said, I know, and I understand, I, I understand and people, you know, and we have stuff going and I get it and I know, but you know, oh God, don't let me get my desire for my, you know, I want to make another dollar, I got to have a this, I got to have a that, I got to do, and I lose my first desire, the Lord, I should love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. 
Because that's what they did in the wilderness. They started lusting after evil things. Now, they're evil things. They were not lusting after, you know, playing another game of golf or going hunting or fishing or doing, you know what they, you know what they started? Onions. Quail. Cornish hens. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it wasn't like, well, they lusted after, you know, going to the bar. They didn't have a bar. They didn't lust after going to something, doing something. They lusted after just their desire was no longer focused mainly on God. Go ahead. That every one of you, switch it for me, Sister Brooke. Is that who's up there? That every one of you, next slide. Oh, something happened. Did I not put the rest of that? These things were written for our example. The next slide doesn't have verse 7 on. There it is. And that every one of them lusted. Neither be ye, what's the word? Idolaters. You know what an idolater is? Somebody that makes a God out of something that is not God. So you can make a God out of your job. You can make a God out of your, I just want my children. I, I want my husband. I want my, that some of them were, for it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. What does that sound like? Eat, drink, and be merry. Do we have people that are just going about doing their fun stuff? And yet, if my first heart is not to please God, then, then he says in Thessalonians, furthermore, when we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to Please God. So you would abound or develop more and more. What does it mean to abound? That means to get stronger and better and feel better. You go, I, you know, when people don't have a purpose on what are they trying to do with your life, you just flounder. But when you say, I want to please God today. I want to please him in my job. I want to please him in my actions. I want to please. Then you feel like you've been fulfilled. For he says, for you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. What is it? Even your sanctification. That you should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor not in the lust of concupiscence even as the Gentiles which know not God that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner this is where he starts writing just like he did in Hebrews 13 where he's saying that don't do this and don't do that and he says because the Lord is the avenger of all of such all of all such as we have been forewarned you and testify for God hath not called us to uncleanness but unto holiness. That's why he wants a people 
that will try to do what is right. Not because the preacher will get on to you, not because somebody's going to see you, not because, if you're doing this for anyone other than him, your motive is going to destroy you. Because if the only reason I speak to my wife is, okay, I know, I got to speak to you three times today. So, hi, how are you? That's number one. Preacher told me I didn't speak to you three times. I've got two more times before the day is out. Huh? I want to please her. She thinks that I, I like the floor vacuumed all the time. She wants to please me. What she doesn't know is I can step over the dirty floor. Anybody <laughs> know what I'm talking about? But she has in her mind. That's what I caught her doing yesterday when I came home with one arm. Uh-huh. Anyway. He therefore that despises, despises not man. Wow, did you hear that? He said, when you look at somebody and you say, I just don't like that guy. He said, you're not despising him. You know who you're despising? God, because he was made in the image of and likeness of God. You say, well, I despise, you know, Osama bin Laden. He's dead and gone, whatever. Or I despise Biden. Or I despise Trump, all right? Just be careful. Because that spirit can get a hold of you. And we're not, that's not our focus. I didn't say you have to vote for him. I didn't say you have to go eat lunch with him. But our focus is being, how can I please God. How can I praise him? And it's very hard to despise him when, and praise God with the same tongue at the same time. Right. He said, he that despises, despises not man but God who hath given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love Ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Powerful stuff, isn't it? Pleasing God. Oh, I, I can do that. Well, Colossians, he said, for it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell, having made peace through the blood of his cross, to him be, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. And by him, I say, whether there be things in earth or things in heaven, and you who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by your wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable. He's going to present us holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Aren't you thankful that he, as long as I'm trying to please him, he is changing me. But it's when I quit pleasing him that I step back and he doesn't change me. 
When I start pleasing myself, well, I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want, I want, and I want, and I understand. I, I got plenty of wants, and I, but what I preached about, we ought not to please ourselves, but God. Let me, uh, this is the last one, slide, I believe it is. Proverbs, the 16th chapter, another whole important verse. When a man's ways, what does it say? Please the Lord. He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Note that it didn't say, I get at peace with my enemies, but his enemies are at peace with me. Wow. First John, I, I think there's one more slide after this, sorry. First John, third chapter and 22nd verse. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because he keeps his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Oh, I, how many of you, going to feel like we're going to need prayers answered this year. We need people that know how to please the Lord. Amen. Last verse was an Ethiopian eunuch who was riding a chariot and he was reading in Isaiah. And he started at about chapter 53 and he got to you going to preach with me again tonight? All right, it's just us. Well, you can preach with me. <laughs> Isaiah, the 56th chapter. Y'all get ready to play, saying we're going to get ready to baptize Tegan. <clears throat> Isaiah, the 56th chapter, in the fourth verse. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs. It was a uh, black man from Africa riding in a chariot coming from Jerusalem. You can read it in Acts the 8th chapter. Quiet now, aren't you? <laughs> Preaching whenever I'm talking. And this verse, these verses showed up. The Lord said unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath, and choose the things that do what? That would do what? Please me. And take hold of my covenant. Even them will I give in my house and within my walls a place and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. You know why that was important? Because as a eunuch, he was not allowed to enter the temple. He couldn't go in. He was not allowed in. He left Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem, celebrated the feast, but he couldn't go inside. And I don't know, Passover, if he heard what was going on, I don't know. I don't know if he was amazed. I don't know if he heard about Jesus. But all I know is that he had gone 
And he's sitting beside his chariot. You remember Acts the 8th chapter? Philip is in a revival and the Lord translates him out and he walks up to the chariot and he says, you understand what you're reading? Philip was trying to please God. Lord, I'll do whatever you want. I'll be wherever you want me to be. I'll go wherever you want me to go. And boom, the Lord moved him up to that chariot. And Philip said, do you understand? And he goes, I don't understand. How can I understand unless I don't, is this, he was led to the, like a sheep before the shearer and he starts in Isaiah 53. And how, how am I going to, how am I going to know about this? How am I going to get, can I get involved in this? Can I choose the things that please me? Please God? <laughs> Philip says, you need to get baptized in Jesus' name. You need the Holy Ghost. And you know what he did? You know what he did? That African man said, hey, here's water. Here's water. Can I get baptized? Can I get baptized? He said, absolutely. He baptized him. Then he was taken away. What are you saying? What a privilege that I should feel. I want to please the Lord. How many want to, how many want to please the Lord? Oh, do you want to please the Lord? Let's stand. I hope there's a time I can help baptize this one too. Oh, hallelujah. Tegan, you go to the back. They're going to get ready to baptize you. Let's come. In fact, let's just come and take a moment and worship. Let's please the Lord. Oh, hallelujah.